If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. So today we are joined by our special guest, Candice Morales. And even though I, I did uh, put in the bio, she is with the Serhant team. That's really a, a small portion of her business. So, you know, the most important thing is she is a small business owner, just like everybody else in here. She is a real estate agent, licensed real estate agent from splits her time between Las Vegas and San Diego. And uh, depending on the weather, I suppose, and uh, which where she's, although San Diego should have pretty perfect weather year round. So, uh, but anyways, she is uh, very well known on Instagram and uh, again, part of the creative team uh, with Sir Hant as a consultant, I guess you would say. Um, and and uh, so rub shoulders with some of the top and the best in the business, but also enjoy, uh, if you ever check out her reels, if you're not following her on Instagram, you definitely want to follow Candice, Elevate with Candice on Instagram, and uh, you'll get lots of good ideas uh, to create reels and short form content for real estate agents. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. She <laughs> uh, keeps me laughing all the time. So really great to have you, Candice. How are you doing? Is there anything I left out or anything you would like everyone to know about Oh, I'm yourself? like, wow, she yes. knows everything about me. I'm uh, <laughs> San Diego tomorrow, no, today actually, this afternoon. So um, yeah, I'm in Vegas right now. It's nice and um, cool over here right now. So it's kind of nice, but I'm ready to see the ocean. So heading over there tomorrow. But you know me so well, Levi. Um, thanks for all the, the compliments on my content. Um, I'm excited to be here and, and chat with y'all. All right, and could you um, quickly introduce or briefly introduce kind of uh, what, how would you um, describe your business and how you help real estate agents? Yeah, so Elevate with Candice, that's my business. What I do is I help real estate agents show up and show off in the online space. Uh, that includes helping people get over their fear of creating video content, getting clarity around who they are, who they serve, and how they serve them, which is really important. If you find that you're asking yourself the question, I don't know what kind of content to create, it's probably a symptom of not really knowing who you are, who you serve, and how to serve them, and how you serve them. And so um, that's what I love doing. I recently um, just added a designer to my team, so I also help agents develop their visual brand identity because I know that that's sometimes a thing that holds people back from showing up online is that they don't feel maybe polished enough. Um, and sometimes just having that visual brand identity done is one step towards, towards putting yourself out there. So um, that's kind of what I do. I'm also, like you said, Levi, I am um, a licensed real estate agent. I mainly do referral business because I have so many amazing friends across the country and across the world at this point who are agents, it makes it really easy for me to, to hand people off to people that I really trust. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Awesome. Thank you so much. You actually gave me my first three questions that I'm going to ask you already. So we'll get to that here in a minute. And please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Levi Lassick. I'm a real estate YouTuber in Dallas, Texas. And I, I would say, yes, I am a YouTuber because I'm not the best real estate agent. Uh, but however, I do attract quite a bit of business through YouTube and that does feed a lot of people. So um, that, that's just something that we've been very fortunate on and just uh, through creating video and content and attracting that type of business. Uh, I'm here with uh, my co-mod and main man, Matt LaMarche. How are you doing today, buddy? Can you uh, briefly introduce yourself and say hello? Yeah, sure. Matt works here in Atlanta, Georgia. I love Candace. She's awesome. Hi, oh. Matt. So good to see you. You as well. Looking forward. You're going to come visit me in Vegas soon, right? Next month? Yeah, March uh, 6th to 9th, I think. So yeah, I'm looking forward. All right. See you then. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Justin, I see you're off the phone. So how are you today, my good friend? And could you briefly introduce yourself and say hello? I am glorious sitting next to Candice Morales, and I see Matt and Mike and everybody else. Justin Conoco, Southwestern Ontario, Canada. And yeah, I like YouTube a lot, so I'm excited for this room. Justin, I have to tell you that I just used your one of your reels in my training video last night. Oh, which one? 
<laughs> the one where you ask how much is this house in Ottawa, Canada, and then you had like 156 comments of people guessing, which is great engagement. So I showed them that you used a strong hook and you engaged your audience. It was awesome. That's awesome. Don't talk to the trolls. I've learned that. Don't be the trolls. All right, guys. Yeah, there you go. Well, awesome. So great. So we'll, we can definitely discuss that as well. And uh, if you could, in the bottom left-hand corner, you'll see little two circular arrows with the share button. That is a share button, guys. If if you would be so kind and if you're getting value out of these rooms or you've been in here before, uh, then please share that room. Just post it somewhere just to heighten the awareness for the YouTube for Real Estate room here that we host. Uh, this is all free for you. So let's get into it. Uh, Candice, you said very three very important things that I picked up on immediately, which I think we can absolutely uh, dive into quickly and then open it up to audience Q&A. And guys, so if you're in the audience and you have a question, please feel free to raise your hand or hit me up on the back channel if you're a little shy to come up on stage, although I'd recommend coming up on stage because that will help also in your video conquest. So you mentioned, Candice, if people are struggling, that they're probably struggling mainly not with content, but who they are, who they serve and how to serve them. So let's break each one of those down because this is relevant across all video, whether you're on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, you, I mean, the most important thing I believe is to really understand and find your audience. It's something we've been very strategic and intentional about on YouTube, which is why we've talked about not sharing our content on other social platforms because you know we really want YouTube to dial in. I think that that could be the same on Instagram. I think it's very hard to um, cross pollinate, you could say, or uh, you know transfer somebody from one platform to another platform when they're in the middle of that platform. I mean, and so that you know sharing a YouTube video to Instagram. Most people, when they're on Instagram, I believe they're there to consume Instagram. And if they click over and see a 20-minute video on YouTube, it's probably not in their attention span right then to, uh, you know, to to watch that 20-minute video. So we don't cross-promote, but we we understand who we serve and we understand the audience. Now, also, you have to build that audience up in the first place to, as before you can really get to understand them. But you want to have your target audience in mind or your target avatar. Um, you know, who is that person that you're trying to reach? You want that in mind, but as your audience develops, you're going to get to know them better and, do, and you will develop a relationship with your audience and that's going to help you serve them and that's going to help um, you know, help you with content creation ideas down the road. But let's start with uh, the first one, Candice, who you are in video. Can you kind of speak a little bit more to that about um, what, how can people kind of find out who they are and who they should be on video? Does that make sense? Is that a good question? Did I frame that yeah, well? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that the, the place that I always encourage people to start is by asking, it's like, pull your friends and family. Start with your friends and family and ask them a few questions about what comes to mind when they think about you. Like what are maybe three words that describe you? Um, I think that if you spend some time recognizing like the patterns, the things that people say about you over and over again, it can be really helpful for you to, uh, sometimes we don't see it in ourselves, but when other people say the same words over and over again, like they're, they're telling you the truth about who you are, who they see you as. And when you can kind of see yourself from someone else's eyes, you understand what it looks like to show up in that way. I'll give you an example. So when I was starting out with video content, this is actually an exercise that my coach gave me at the time. She was like, you know, I want you to talk to at least five people and I want you to see, you know, what, what words come up over and over. And one of the words that came up over and over again, and it was, I don't think it was a compliment either. I think it was like an exasperated, like, Candace, you are relentless, like in the most annoying way, right? They're like, ugh, Candace, you're relentless. And I decided that I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm freaking relentless. Am I allowed to cuss in here? Um, I am, <laughs> I'm fucking relentless, okay? That is who I am. And instead of trying to tone myself down because people are exasperated that I'm relentless, I'm just gonna play that up. I'm going to own that I'm relentless. It's probably not a word that I would have used to describe myself at the time, but now I like wear it as a badge of honor. Like I'm so freaking relentless that people recognize me outside of my city. People stop and talk to me because I showed up even when I wasn't qualified. 
right? Even when I didn't have enough experience because I had a goal and vision in mind. And I probably would not have, like I said, ever picked that word about myself or ever owned that piece of me had I not heard it from multiple people in my circle. And so sometimes you have to ask people what it is that they see as your strengths, what things that you can improve. I also got that, right? Things that I could do better from other people. And when I recognize like, oh, not only do I see that as a weakness in myself, but I other people recognize it too. Maybe that's something I should work on. So I think um, really asking your, your people that you spend the most time with uh, what, how they describe you can really, really help. And then deciding what parts of that you want to absolutely own and double down on and what parts of that maybe you want to explore and improve. Does that answer your question, Levi? Yeah, that was great. I was just going to um, pass it over to Matt as well. Matt, uh, do you have anything you could add or what would you say as far as helping people, you know, figure out who they are before they venture into video? Well, this is a great question, Levi, and I love it because when I got started on Snapchat, uh, a couple of my friends like here in the Atlanta area were like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I have no idea actually what I'm doing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but for me, it was more about the documentation of, you know, me trying to build a business, me trying to, you know, help people. Um, and in a different life and in a different world, I was, you know, owning and, and operating a lawn care and landscaping business. And, you know, for people that, that had a yard, that had bushes, that had trees that they were trying to take care of, that, that information was valuable. And the account grew and, and the following grew. So I think, you know, in the very beginning, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and so if you're, if you're struggling with content or if you're struggling to figure out and find your voice, I think the easiest way to, to go about doing that is just documenting versus, uh, you know, the creating. And I know Gary Vee talks a lot about this. So, you know, if you follow him, you've probably heard this before. But for me, that, that resonated because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, this is the first really successful business that I built. So uh, for me, that's the, the strategy that I took with it. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, Candice, would you recommend, uh, how did you do your poll? How did you poll? Let me guess. Did you do a poll on Instagram? Is that how you uh, got people to <laughs> tell you their words? I've, I've definitely done that before. And actually, that's content idea for today. I might do that again today to see because it's been a while since I've done that. Like, hey, what word would you use to describe me? Or when you think about me, like what comes to mind first? Um, that'll let you know what, how people are perceiving your brand and, and whether or not that is, you know, in line with how you want them to perceive your brand. So, um, I actually, this was like before I was even starting on Instagram. So this, I really just like sat down with friends. I sat down with a couple of my family members and was just like, Hey, I have this assignment my coach gave me, right. Always blame it on someone else. I love doing that. Like, yeah, my coach gave me this assignment. So I have to ask you these things. So it's a little bit less weird. Um, but yeah, that's that's really how it started. It was just conversations, and I took a few notes, and I I listened for those those um, you know, the things that they repeated over and over again. Another thing that I think you can do is sit down and think through your values or determine your values. Like one of my values is innovation. Another one of my values is partnership. And so when I create content or when I just approach any decision in my business, I'm always thinking through those lenses. Like, is this giving me the opportunity to partner with people? Am I also showcasing others, right? Like, how am I partnering? Am I continuously being innovative? Am I continuously, you know, evolving and changing? Or am I staying stagnant? So I could just like check myself against my values and make sure that I'm always operating through them. That's great. And you know, uh, we featured, uh, we've had Sean Cannell in here before and Sean Cannell runs Think Media and he talks about, you know, you just got to press record. But, uh, and let me, let me circle back on that because I really want to highlight what Candace has said. If, if, if you take something away from this room today, I would write these things down. What she said, who you are, who you serve and how to serve them. So that's really the main goal I think we're discussing here today. And going back to like Sean, uh, it kind of it goes into what Matt said. You know, Sean says, hey, you just got to press record. That's the tagline for Think Media. That's their intro. Now, I believe in that, but I also believe that, you know, having a plan in place is also going to serve you uh, more effectively because uh, 
always said, if you treat YouTube like a hobby, it'll pay you like a hobby. If you treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business. And I believe that's the same on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever your platform of choice is, is that there is so much on the back end. When you start to look at these platforms from a producer versus a consumer, you know, it does take some studying and some understanding of the platform if you really, truly, ultimately want to be successful on that platform. So I do believe in taking action and just jumping into it or like Matt did, okay, I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but I'm just going to get started. That plays along the lines of, hey, you got to just press record. But at the same time, I truly believe in you know, these types of questions that you should answer first, you should have a little bit of a plan or a business plan. I believe that's what's really helped us be very successful from the get go is I took time, I was patient before just starting to actually study YouTube as a platform first, and then uh, develop a plan from there. At the same time, I'm not talking about analysis paralysis and getting and, and becoming such a studier that you never you know, transition into action. That's that's the danger side of, of overanalyzing and studying too much. But enough to where you know that you may not be 100% ready, but you at least have a plan in place. And I think these are three great questions that Candace brought up that we can apply to getting started to whichever platform you're gonna dive into is these are three very, very important questions. Who you are, who are you serving, and how can you serve them? And that's what we're diving into today here. So, uh, Candace, so let's let's kind of move over to who you serve. So when you think about, you know, you were thinking about who you were going to serve or your target audience or your avatar, you know, what kind of questions should we ask ourselves or how do we kind of set that in motion uh, as far as who we're going to serve? So the most common thing that I see is typically we serve people like us or potentially like us a few years ago. Um, so if you want to think about your audience, it's typically someone similar to you. So you can start thinking about what are some qualities and traits that I have? What are some maybe problems that I have had in the past? Um, another thing that you can think about is specifically like what, what realistic sorry, what price point are you trying to sell at? Because that can tell you um, who it is that you should be talking to. So if you are selling, you know, multi-million dollar homes, then you definitely shouldn't make content about first time home buying because it's likely not someone's first house at that point, right? Um, so just getting clear about who your target audience is and then thinking through their pain points. What are they struggling with? What are they scared of? Um, what what's keeping them from making a move, right? If you can think about their pain points, you can think about what they're struggling with and you can present yourself as the person who has the answer to those things, then they're going to remember you. People remember you when you make them feel seen, heard, or valued. And if you're creating content that's speaking directly to their pain point, they're feeling seen, they're feeling heard, they're feeling valued. So my, my suggestion is really thinking through the pain points of your ideal client, and then making sure that you're always responding to that. So I know one of my pain points of my client is um, is you know getting over their fear of showing up on video. So I I have this thing that I now say all the time, which is um, you have the voice of an angel. You're um, I'm, I'm losing it right now, but you have a voice of an angel, and you're always camera ready. I say that over and over again because I know people are like, oh, I hate the way I sound on video. Um, and then I say, you're always camera ready because people are like, well, today I'm not wearing makeup. I didn't do my hair. I'm sure you run into that all the time, Levi. And so um, you, so instead of saying that you can't show up, it's like, no, you're always camera ready. I show up after hot yoga, looking like a hot mess, literally. And no one's like, oh my gosh, Candice, right? I make content in all different ways. Sometimes I'm fully done, sometimes I'm not. And it doesn't matter, no one cares. And so, you have the voice of an angel, you're always camera ready. I say those things over and over because I know I'm speaking to the pain point directly to that. And someone's like, ooh, yep, okay, good reminder. Yep, and I think that that definitely falls into how to serve them, right? Uh, going, uh, Getting into their pain points. I wanna go back to who you serve and I think she made a very important point that I really want to stress here. Now she said she said think about who 
um, who you want to work with or, you know, people that are like yourself. And I think the easiest way to attract that type of person is to be yourself on camera, just as, just as uh, Candace said, doesn't matter if she's coming out of hot yoga or, um, you know, from the gym or uh, grocery shopping or completely done up, ready to hit the night on the town, right? Uh, you know, anytime you, you want to make content, you can make content. But ultimately, you know, us as real estate agents, we have a unique opportunity of meeting our audience. You know, most YouTubers or most Instagrammers or TikTokers uh, may never meet their audience unless they actually plan some sort of meetup. But again, that's usually somebody who's in the millions and millions of followers and there's a demand for that. But us as real estate agents, you think about anyone else with a, you know, 10, 20, 30, or even 100,000 subscribers or followers, whatever the case may be, not necessarily meeting their audience at any particular time. The way they interact is usually through live video or live streams, and that's probably the extent of it. But here we are, we have the opportunity to meet our audience in person. And I think if you, the best way to, to, to uh, you know, serve them is, like she said, like attracts like. And if you are yourself, which is to me most important to do because you're going to attract clients that are like you. It's different if you played a character on YouTube or Instagram and you were never meeting your audience or you were wearing a costume or an outfit. I mean, that's a little bit of a difference. But if you are completely somebody different or a character online and then you have clients come in to meet you or you're going to conduct real estate transactions with them and you're completely different, I think that could be an issue. Um, you know, and that could, that, that could, uh, now will that ever get out or could that be a detriment to your business? Maybe not necessarily, but at the same time, I don't think it's still a good part of the business, you know? So ultimately you want to be yourself. So if you've got some, some quirks or some things that you think you're completely different on, or you don't like, or, you know, probably one of the biggest things I, I hear, uh, feedback is, is, uh, you know, people with, with accents or their, they, they, English is their second language. So they feel somewhat insecure about that. But the great thing is, is that if you make videos, the people that call you, they've already made the decision that they want to work with you. So that means they already accept that your accent or they accept that you speak English as a second, second language. And so therefore I, I believe that that breaks that barrier. Otherwise, if you're outbound marketing or you're trying to capture people where, you are trying to develop a relationship with them first, it, you may always have that insecurity in the back of your mind. But I think video is the ultimate way to free yourself, so, so to speak, because you can be yourself 100% and the people that call you, they, they see that and they've already made that decision once they call you that, hey, I like this person for who they are and I want to work with them because of those reasons. So I think that's very important to always be yourself as well. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that um, for me, that was huge because when I first started in the coaching space, I followed a lot of other coaches and a lot of other coaches I felt like were just softer than me and nicer than me and a little bit more coddling than I am. And I'm kind of like, should have listened to me. I told you so. Like, that's my vibe. That's just who I am in real life. I've always been that way. And, um, and I don't mean anything by it, but when I decided to give myself permission to just be myself, even if I am a little bit annoying, um, it actually was really helpful because then the clients who are attracted to that stay around and we always have a good time together and we vibe and we flow. But if I was this other person online and then they actually worked with me, they'd be like, who is this person, right? Like, I don't even like this person probably. And so allowing myself to be myself in the online space really allows myself to work with clients I enjoy working with and, you know, who enjoy working with me. So that's really important. Um, kind of going back to who you serve, uh, a lot of agents and new agents in particular are like, I'll work with anyone. And they like are driving hours away from their, their home to towns that they don't even actually know. And it's just like always a struggle and it's a lot of time that is being wasted. So thinking specifically about a specific area I think is really helpful. Thinking specifically about a specific price point I think is really helpful because then you'll be able to, to target a specific audience. And obviously Levi, you know your brand more than me, but I imagine your audience started as people who are interested in living in Dallas. And then you started thinking through what do people who are interested in living in Dallas want to 
to know, right? What do they need to know? What are their struggles? What, you know, what will make them feel more com comfortable and confident to make this move? And, um, and then I'm sure you thought through, you know, your market price point because you started a, another channel recently, right? Yes. Great point. The luxury one, because yes. your luxury audience has different questions. Is yeah, right? the main, it, absolutely. And the main thing is, is that I noticed a cap on, you know, clients calling in for the main channel, you know, was capped around a million and a half. I mean, that was time and time again, we kept getting calls it, and that was probably the max budget, but it makes sense. Why? Because I'm featuring neighborhoods between 500,000 to a million absolutely. and I'm wearing a T I'm wearing a t-shirt. Uh, so also that goes into dress, you know, dressing for the part. And I, I'm in a t-shirt, uh, pretty much every single video. So again, who am I attracting? I'm attracting the 500,000 to million dollar buyers and it's the casual person, the, you know, who's just regular, regular Joe. And so I knew, I didn't believe that mixing in luxury on top of that, because that audience was so well established that it would be a good look or it might even, I just didn't think that was a good feel for it. So that's why we did start a separate channel. And of course, that's where we upgraded video. We uh, went with a completely different look, a completely different plan. And we're wearing, you know, nicer clothes and uh, <laughs> featuring more expensive things, right? Because that's yeah. the audience attracted for that. And, and immediately we did, we started attracting a higher price point um, from that channel. Because you're speaking to that audience with intention and purpose. And I think that so many people are afraid to to, to target a specific audience because they think they're gonna like, you know, leave too much business on the table. But what actually happens is you become the person who owns that space uh, because you're the expert in that thing. And so I love that you, you started a new channel because I think that was the exact right move because it is for a different person. Matt, anything you'd like to add in there, throw in there about who you serve? No, I mean, I love this, this dialogue, because I feel like, you know, especially as a new agent, it's super easy to get <laughs> kind of defeated, <laughs> might be the right word. Um, but I think in the long run, you know, if you plan to be in this business for a while, um, you know, defining this avatar early on is really, really important. And in fact, I was just telling another um, agent here in Atlanta this morning that, you know, I, I feel like if I had been a lot more clear on that in my first year that it ultimately would have led me to earlier success. Um, and so whether you're creating content or even just trying to define, uh, to define that perfect client for you, um, I think you just saying it out loud is really, really powerful because then, you know, what you start to focus on there is, is what you ultimately find, you know? Um, so no, I, I love this conversation. Justin, my man, I see you jumping back in. I'm not sure if you have much, context but do you have anything you'd like to add about who you serve on you know with your channels because i know you you run very successful channels and generate quite a bit of business as well who's your target audience would you say yeah so or how did you i, I actually want to take this a little bit of a different direction because as i'm listening to everything you guys are talking about i want everybody to take note that this goes beyond just working with clients right i think the conversation around attracting and repelling the right and the wrong people is very important what candace said yeah, her and I are very similar, right? I'm a lot for a lot of people and not my, my energy is not going to be for everybody. But I can also tell you, like I was talking to Ray Ellen about this this morning. We just randomly were just catching up on some business stuff. And, you know, we were talking about how even our organizations aren't the right fit for some people. Like some people, I'm sure my overwhelming positivity is just too much for them, right? And some people, you know, they do have a scarcity mentality and they're attracted to the cloak and dagger version of real estate. And sometimes those people, when they end up in those places are actually a better fit and happier being around people that are like them. Like we're all different animals. Um, I think, you know, if I was gonna take it down to video strategy, it, it's exactly the conversation we're having. You know, the purpose of my channel is fairly clear, right? It's just real estate in Southwestern Ontario, showcasing all of the best properties, giving you first access and the information is a big piece of that. I think for the prime channel, for my personal channel, we've talked about this as well, and I've been very transparent. I don't coach, I don't pitch, I don't sell anything. I have no intention of doing any of those things. It's my way of giving back to a community that's given me so much. And I also think people kind of see that 
and the opportunities that come from that are much bigger than some of the things that I could monetize right now. And I did struggle with that a little bit. Um, I actually, Benji Travis helped me work through this personally. He's coming on the podcast on Thursday and I am fired up for that um, because he gave me an idea of, you know, understanding the type of life you want to create and reverse engineering it from that rather than just chasing somebody else's version of success, if that makes sense, Levi. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. So, um, hey, Mike, how are you doing? I, I know you've been kind of hanging out here. So is there anything you wanted to contribute to that? Or did you have a general question? Or how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm just kind of along for the ride. And I like to listen and learn. Uh, I guess the biggest feedback, I think Matt was kind of talking about me based on a conversation we had a little bit before on getting a little down on yourself a little too early. Um, what kind of advice do you guys have for Wayne? When we start off as a new realtor and we're doing these videos and the, your sphere of influence is kind of giving you a lot of negative impact versus what you're putting out there and what they think of your content, even though content is, some content is better than no content. How do you guys kind of navigate through who's really supporting you, who's bringing you down and how to actually find the happy medium so you can keep producing content? I'd say it sounds like you need a new sphere. Uh, first of all, <laughs> I completely agree with that. When I started hanging out with other content creators, it, it really changed the game for me because content creators aren't going to hate on your content, right? Like that, that's just not, they know how it feels. And so they're not going to do that. They'll help you get better, but they're not going to hate. Um, but here's what I'll say. Sometimes the hardest part is when it's your partner or your parents right? Or maybe your kids. I don't know. Um, but when it's those people that we can't necessarily just get a new spear, um, I'd say don't talk to them about your content. You do you. And you want to make sure that when you are talking to people about, about your content or if they are saying something about your content, just don't engage with that conversation because what's going to happen is Next year, two years from now, they're going to be asking you all these questions and you're going to be like, okay, this is interesting because you were just hating on me because you were like, who does, like for me, it was like, who does she think she is? She's a middle school teacher. Like, who does she think she is talking about branding? Who does she think she is talking about content? Like, she doesn't know. And, and there was a point that I didn't know and I committed to learning, right? So... Um, I still showed up anyways, and then had I listened to the people who told me that I wasn't qualified, I didn't have enough experience, I wasn't ready, then I wouldn't have got to sit next to Ryan Serhan and speak at his mastermind. So I'm glad I didn't listen to them, right? Um, so yes, level up your sphere, get around the people whose life, who have a life that you want to have. Um, that's really, really important. And then, you know, if it's, if it's your friends and family, like create healthy boundaries for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, I Sean Cannell just posted this real, I don't know, a day or two ago. It's funny. I don't know if anybody saw the post interview with the LA Rams wide receiver. His last name is Cup, I believe, or Coop, Cup or Coop, Cup. And the reporter asked him after the game, you know, when that when that blitz came in on that last play, what what were you thinking or something like that? And he went off on, I mean, he went off on, you think about you may think football is simple, but think about all the plays and they change this stuff every year. The playbook, the plays. I mean, look at, I think about when they get in that huddle and they call the play, but how many moving parts there is and everybody has to know everybody's job. And he went into this completely detailed description about basically every position on the field and how he made that work, which to pretty much everybody on the planet, we're all going, uh, what did he just say? And Sean Cannell's reel was, uh, he just put the caption of that and, his, and he said, me trying to explain YouTube to my friends and family, you know? And it's just one of those things where, uh, I mean, that you're the regular person, you're the regular sphere is not really going to understand what it is we're doing. It doesn't matter what it is, but you get in a room with Candace and Matt and Justin and Marina and Dania and Olivia and other people that are that create content and do this sort of thing guess what we will talk all day long about it we will never tear you down we'll also we may give pointers for improvement or something like that but there's probably something we learn 
you know, from you as, as well as you learn from us. And that's the people that you absolutely want to be around. And also, you know, people tend to criticize things they don't understand, um, you know, and so it's, it's one of those things where uh, you just, you just keep, you keep going forward and move on and, and just understand where you are and, and your goals and what do you want to accomplish and, you know, keep moving forward. I mean, otherwise it is, um, you know, it, it's just a work in progress. And ultimately at, in the end, you know, if you keep at it and stay consistent in a year, everything will be completely different. And what's funny is, you know, I never really told anybody I was getting on YouTube or starting that. And I also kind of like that from YouTube's kind of like the ninja platform, right? It's not where you, your friends and family go to consume your content, especially if you don't tell them about it, right? They're not on there seeing it in your feed and all that stuff every day. So there wasn't, I was, I kind of hid from everybody, uh, you know, from the beginning, but now everybody sees that success. And now, of course, now everybody's on board, right? Everybody's happy for you and excited. So, you know, that's the ultimate way to also quiet the noise is to be successful. And they say success is the best revenge. So not that you're out to try to get anybody, but you know, it's just, Hey, keep your head down and work hard towards it keep going. And, and things will be completely different six months to a year later, Matt, I know, um, I know a lot of people hate your content. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how do you, how do you deal with that? <laughs> well, I mean, I will share with you, Mike, like in the first year that I was doing, you know, Instagram stories and Facebook videos and, and YouTube and all this stuff. And, and I was using it as an opportunity to communicate with my sphere. And, uh, I'll never forget because, you know, you remember the highs and you remember the lows and, for me, this is something that Amanda Dahl down in the audience or followed by speakers section kind of reminded me of yesterday is when people tell you who they are, you need to believe them. And so, you know, someone that I had kind of been friends with, I mean, a little more than acquaintances, but like we weren't best friends was like, you know, I'll, I'll think about you uh, when you stop sending me these silly little, little videos. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I know where you stand. Right. And, and, you know, he and I now joke about it and, and I don't send him videos anymore. I don't communicate with him via social media. But the, the other point I was going to mention here, Mike, is that, you know, whether someone loves or hates Matt LaMarche or loves my content or hates it, there's always going to be that, that disparity. I feel like, right. Like I'm not for everyone, just like Levi's not for everyone, just like Candace and Justin are for everyone. And so I think Candace mentioned this earlier, kind of finding, you know, your groove with this stuff. I, I don't listen to either side, honestly. Like I just keep my head down. So even when someone's like, man, Matt's content is awesome. He's crushing it, blah, blah, blah. Like I appreciate it. I acknowledge it, but then I just move on because honestly, if you're doing it only for that, you're going to fail. Like there will be no consistency or system to it. And I can appreciate it in the moment, but then I just put my, my head back down and I keep working on it. So I don't really care what other people say about my content. Do I want it to resonate with people? Sure. Do I want more people to see it? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I'm not trying to put a square peg into a round hole. It's ultimately up to the consumer to decide, you know, whether they're in or out, you know? I want to give a shout out to someone in the audience. I see Brandon Jackson in the audience and I know from his social media that he recently closed his first deal. And I want to say congratulations, Brandon. So exciting. I've been watching you for months, create content and create content. And, you know, we've had a few chats in the DMs. You've asked questions. You've showed up. You've learned. You're here learning and it's it's all gonna snowball for you and i'm just so excited for you i was happy to see you in this room and i know that this is just the beginning of so much more business for you from your content get up here brandon yeah that's awesome i'm gonna unfollow and again guys this, this yeah, this is a this is an open stage. So anybody has any any uh, questions, uh, comments, and and or contributions, you know, feel free to come up. Of course, uh, we love all of the the input from everyone. But yeah, Brandon, I tell you what, he uh, we had this room in here with uh, Taya De Carlo, and she said Brandon had the voice the voice like butter, <laughs> and I thought, well, hey, if if you get from, that compliment uh, from Taya. Yeah. Yeah, you get that compliment from Taya. I was like, you have to be on video. You can't, you can't go back from that. You know, you just can't go back from that. Uh, let me see, Danny. I'm trying to get you up on stage. I know you had a, 
you, you're coming up. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, too as well. Danny, you may have to pop out and pop back in. Oh, there she is. I was doing a few things. Okay, there you go. Um, hey, Dana, welcome to the stage. How are I you? I am great. Thank you. Great. Uh, would you like to briefly introduce yourself? And did you have a question, comment, or contribution? Um, I don't. I've just been observing, absorbing everything, and I'm just um, really getting. I, I disrupted my algorithm on purpose. So if anybody has any uh, suggestions on getting it back together, because. So I'm Danny Parker Smith. I live in London, Ontario. I kind of share the same um, market as Justin, um, but he works in a little different um, customer or client base. But anyways, I started my YouTube channel last fall and I saw it growing really fast, but uh, YouTube decided that I was really geared for um, student rentals for the university students. So I literally paused and kind of disrupted my algorithm on purpose, hoping that when I get back here, which is gonna be in the next week, I can start pounding it out and, and Google will start to recognize or YouTube will start to recognize it a little different. So if you have any tips for me on making sure that I target it to the right people um, or target it in the right direction, that would be very helpful. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I think the, I think just continually create content towards the areas and the clients you want to serve. And, you know, somehow you got that student I, I think you can you can wash that out. I mean, it may take a little time or not sure how that happened or what may have triggered that. Or, you know, that could just be, you know, a majority of people researching that area right now. So I would say focus, just continue to focus on the, the price points, the areas and the clients you want to serve. And that'll attract the right people and probably scale that down. But otherwise, I mean, we, you know, we get inquiries all the time for rentals. And, you know, I would, so I would also recommend either finding a rental agent or somebody that serves that market uh, in your area, because that way you can create a referral system, but also, you know, keep them in the pipeline for possible purchases down the road. And so we never, we never want to discount our renters because of that opportunity. And, and of course, uh, since we deal with quite a bit of relocation, they come in and some want to rent for three months to six months or even nine or 12. And the great thing is, is people we were starting to help out this time last year that did rent, you know, or get, are coming out of their leases. So all of it's just a, it's a pipeline, but I would just continue to focus on uh, the areas, price points and clients you want to serve. Just keep making content for that. And does that help? Yeah, Levi, that's great. And also just had, you know, been going through your course that you have and, and the layering pieces that you have. I find that just such a, a great idea. And I'm so excited to start implementing that. I just wanted to clarify that when I talk about student housing here, so, you know, university based city, student housing means people are trying to rent one room for about $500 a month. So it's a little bit different than just a rental piece. I've never turned away a rental. Uh, I've always found those a very lucrative um, investment or client relationships. So that's the part I just want to clarify is um, the $500 rooms makes it a little challenging because I don't have that in my um, baseline. So I got you. Well, I was going to ask Justin since he's in the market, I wonder if he gets inquiries for the same thing, but um, okay. Well, the, I don't know, Matt or Candace, any, any input there? I Not feel particularly. Like that's one was all Levi, yeah. Yeah. Definitely keywords and making sure that you are creating content targeting who you want to work with. I was going to say, Daniel, right, I don't know how, um, you know, that happened. If there was even one video that um, popped off that was talking about that subject or like Candace mentioned keywords or. Anything like that? Yeah, that probably know? was my videos where I talked a lot about the uh, university. <laughs> that may do it. Probably was that. <laughs> well, there you go. It's y'all. It's all your fault. All right. So, which is great because that means you can fix it, right? When when you know it's you, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, now I could pivot. Got it. Won't do that again. <laughs> Absolutely. So, thanks so much, you guys. I appreciate all your feedback. 
Awesome. All right. Anybody else have any questions? Feel free to come up. Uh, we got about 15 minutes here. We want to be respectful of everybody's times. Again, there's little arrows in the left hand bottom. If if you could share this room, that would be greatly appreciated. I mean, that would really mean a lot. Just gets the word out there a little bit more and uh, helps uh, bring some notice to the club and to this room. We host this every Tuesday, 1030 a.m. Central Standard Time and where we feature the best content creators in the real estate space or video content creators in general sometimes as well. But overall, principles and fundamentals of the platforms are really the same. It's just once you understand the platform, I think that's how you really move into adjusting it for your niche, which can be real estate. It could be mortgage. It could be small business. Uh, it could be commercial finance. I mean, whatever it is you're working on, you really need to understand principles and fundamentals of the platform first. I That's what I believe. So let's get into the last part that Candace mentioned. And thank you, Candace, for giving us all the content to talk about today as well. So how to serve your audience. You kind of touched on that a little bit earlier with the price points. I mean, we talked about dressing the part for the clients. Who t I mean, we've really kind of uh, talked about this a little bit, but do we want to dive in a little bit more about how to serve your audience. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I like to say it how you serve them because then you can come up with your own unique value add, your unique system, your, um, your sometimes people call it your value proposition, right? What is the, the way you uniquely serve your clients that's better than everyone else? or maybe not better, but just different and the right fit for your client, right? So I think it's really thinking through how you serve your client and what is unique about that that makes people feel like you're the right choice for them. So getting really clear on that does matter. And sometimes that's hard to figure out what makes you uniquely different. Um, I think that my Sirhamp family helped me to, to understand what makes me uniquely different because they pointed it out multiple times. But um, this is something that I never really talk about, but I am a certified life coach. I got certified about seven years ago. And so I spent some time studying um, just about, you know, how to plan for the life that you want, how to think through your values, how to take action when you don't feel ready. Like those kinds of things were all things that I studied. And my Sirhan family was very quick to point out to me, like, Candice, you uniquely approach this work different because you were always thinking through the lens of a life coach. You're always thinking through um, like the human aspect of why someone wouldn't, you know, create video content, why someone wouldn't put themselves out there marketing, why someone wouldn't ask to speak on the stage at the next event, right? Um, and so they're like, that's your your unique positioning, the thing that you do differently than other strategists. Um, so that was actually like really helpful for me because then I can, then I could think about, oh, maybe I should lean into that even more because I never say it. Um, and I never really talk about it, not even on Instagram. But when people watch me coach, that's what comes out for them. So that's helpful for me to think about. I don't know if that was helpful or that was me just rambling. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it was more rambling, but we got the picture. No, I'm just kidding. No, that was great. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was good. All right. Well, Olivia, you joined us on stage. How are you doing today, my friend? Did you have a question, comment, contribution that you'd like to throw in here? Hello, hello. Yes, I actually have a question. Nice to see you, Candice. Long time. Hi, Olivia. It's been too long. It's been too long, but you can see me on YouTube now. So I've started my YouTube oh. channel in January, but you won't understand anything I say because I do it in French. So <laughs> I actually found my voice, which is good because I'm the the guy that does all kinds of weird real estate. So I like to answer. What I do is weekly I answer one question and I do a video on it. And my first videos weren't that good. I'm getting better every time. But now I want to do two posts a week. But I feel like I don't want to do the only the answering a question type of post. And I'm not a lifestyle guy. You know, you won't see me go and, oh, this nice restaurant in that nice neighborhood. But I have a, a I don't know, I'll say a, a liking to talking about business, talking about mentorship, talking about um, the mental aspect of being a real estate agent or things like that. And I'm wondering, 
that would that fit into the same type of YouTube channel that I have right now, which is answering a question on real estate? Like last week, my video was on do you buy new or used? Like, do you buy an already built house or a new house? So that's the type of question I answer. But if I do something on why do you need to have a, a will, for example, that doesn't tie into real estate, but that ties into you know, more personal finance, but that ties in a bit into real estate. So should I do a different channel for that? Would it make sense to put it on the same channel? Like Tuesday's post would be more like that and Friday's post would be more answering a question on real estate. So that would be the question that I have right now. Well, I definitely have my opinion. Candice, would you like to, do you have uh, something you'd like to throw in there as far as helping them oh, out? I really want to listen to your opinion, Levi. <laughs> um, I feel like it goes back to knowing your audience. So knowing what your audience, how they're motivated might matter, right? So if you know that your audience um, is thinking about investing, building wealth through real estate, that type of thing, then then I would create content along the, those lanes. But then you're probably not talking to the same client who, I don't know, is, you know, wants to learn how to get their first loan maybe, you know, because you're talking to an investor who's probably at a different space. That's my two cents. Levi, what do you got? Yeah, I love this question because I, I I like the analogy of, you know, YouTube. YouTube is the desert. And I think the 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 problem not the problem, but I think the challenge that some people face is that they want to talk about what they want to talk about. Not not that that's a bad thing, but ultimately it's your interest. And in in order to talk about your interest or a wide variety of topics, let's say sort of uh, similar to a variety channel, which it, if you're not honed in on one specific niche, then it's it's technically a variety channel. And find that having that audience find you on YouTube, to me, it's it's like being in the desert. YouTube is the desert. Now you could have 50 gallons of water, which Olivia, your 50 gallons of water is all your years of experience, which it is vast, right? You know a lot of things on a lot of different subjects. But you got that 50 gallons of water and there's people all over the desert, but they don't know how to find you. And if one person finds you uh, based on your uh, mentoring or uh, mental health or uh, mortgage questions or things that you're answering, you know, they, they could find you. But what if they stumble upon a real estate video first? They could say, well, this is not the channel for me. And they go and wander off. And so you run that risk of when people find your audience, if they don't find the exact video that you're trying to attract, then you may lose them from the very beginning. Now, however, it, it, I believe that if you create your, your content around a very specific niche, you know, and if who do you want to serve? It goes back to Candace, you know, who do you want to serve? Do you want to serve real estate clients or do you want to serve real estate agents or do you want to serve small business owners? Those are three completely different audiences, but those people are all sitting uh, on YouTube. They're, they're, they're out there. They're under the palm trees in the desert, right? But you have a GPS. Whenever you say, okay, I want to serve a specific audience, your GPS is going to tell you exactly where they're at, and if you take your 50 gallons of water over to there and there's 5,000 people huddled under that group of palm trees, they will drink the water because they're searching for that content. But you can only go to one group of trees at a time, right? So your, your mortgage people or your small business people or your mentorship people or your real estate agents, they're all under all these other groups of trees all scattered throughout the desert. And so trying to go to each one of them is going to take you very a very long time but also trying to attract those people you know they would have to find you and as, if you're not niched in like that it's going to be very difficult it's going to be more challenging it's going to take longer that's why people get onto youtube and tend to spin their wheels because they're trying to um, capture everyone instead of a specific uh, type of person and so and that's where I believe you can build your channel in the beginning based on search because if you look at search on Google and TubeBuddy and, and YouTube I mean they tell you what people are searching for and then also that also allows you to structure those questions so if you want to serve a real estate um, people who buy and sell real estate clients retail clients then you can look at 
all your questions, but then you can also find out what's the most searched questions and start with that first. And whenever you answer those questions, you already have an audience that's out there looking for those answers. And so it'll be a lot easier to attract them to you. And so therefore, if you have different topics, then it, it I believe it's best served with different channels. However, doing that all at once is a lot. So I believe you. it's also better in your interest to dial in on one audience, one channel, get that under control, learn the process, develop your flow, you know, and, and trust me, six months, a year will come and go very quickly. And if you start your second channel in six months or a year, you'll be much better uh, equipped to do that because you'll have that experience, you'll have the knowledge, and you'll you'll probably do things differently on, on top of that. But otherwise, when you include multiple topics on your channel, and again, you attract the right client who you're trying to attract, but it's a different topic that they find on your channel, I believe you run the risk of losing them. And it's just a lot harder for people to really nail down, what is this channel actually about? And so um, you can do it, but I also think it takes a lot more time to do that as to where creating the content that people are already searching for, I, th I believe that you'll, you'll attract them much quicker. Does that make sense? No, it, it does. And you know what, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, I'm going to be all over the board if I do that. And I'm still building the audience because the channel is brand new, right? And you're not getting hundreds of followers after three, four videos in three, four weeks. And I'm posting one a week now because I figured I better do one a week than say, oh, I'm going to do four or five a week. Then after you know a month, I'm going to run out of steam. But I feel now that I could probably do two. Last Thursday, I batched content. I batched four videos in two and a half hours. So, you know, I have content for four weeks. And I'm like, yeah, I could probably do more, but I want to find the right content. So I think I'll stick to to one a week, continue building my audience seeing what actually works and go from there and then i'll see and i don't want to do a second youtube channel right at least not right now because it doesn't make sense what i was trying to find is there any other type of content i could blend in easily but i think i can go with uh more real estate stories questions uh you know that i'll be able to generate more content when that and we'll see where that goes and i'll adapt you know i've already adapted my videos and i'll continue to adapt uh, in the following weeks justin how about yourself well, um did you catch olivier's question as far as uh doing a lot of things on one channel i mean what would what would be your recommendation there yeah i mean it's very timely that you asked me this olivier because i literally asked Benji this last Thursday. Um, I just DM'd him and then he called me and we talked about it for 30 minutes, which is just an indication of his character and being around the right people like Candace said, like the Sirhan team, you know, find people that will pour into you and you give it back, right? And this is my, my version of doing that. And his answer to the question was yes and yes, right? Like you can definitely do that, but it's going to take a lot longer, right? To Levi's point, like if you can get on YouTube and you can tell the algorithm exactly who is going to be watching the videos it makes it a lot easier for the algorithm to build it now at the same time youtube is not easy right i think a lot of people think oh, i'll put out a couple videos answer a couple questions and it's going to pop off my phone's going to be ringing like i would argue you got to commit to it for six to nine months before you have any expectation of the phone ringing and then take it from there right so i guess levi just to kind of wrap it up back to what you said who are you making videos for? Like, I get, I know you super well, Olivier. You're a super insightful guy, and I think you want to make videos that you find are interesting. But what's the purpose of your channel, and why are you making the videos? You got to ask yourself that, and then that's the answer. Yep, who you serve. So that's exactly, I think we really covered those three points today that Candace brought up from the very beginning. You know, as you get started or if you're just starting, I mean, this, these are the three questions I think are really, really key. And this goes into creating a plan. You know, if you treat Instagram like a hobby, it'll pay you like a hobby. And most of the time, hobbies don't pay that much. But if you treat it like a business, uh, let's just say platforms, if you treat these platforms like hobbies, then they'll, they'll pay you like hobbies. If you treat them like a business, they can pay you like a business. But also, I think it's very hard to dabble on all the platforms. And what I've seen the most successful content creators, uh, at least in the real estate space and almost any space I've seen, they're really dialed in on one platform first. And they have presence. I mean, they have presence on the other platforms, but most people are really all in 
on their primary platform and and then they they just uh, contribute to the other platforms but you can tell that they really uh, create their content now if you're creating content for a platform it's always best to create it natively you know specifically for that platform but again we have presence on TikTok and Instagram and uh, YouTube shorts and LinkedIn and Facebook but I don't really create additional content for that it's all of our long-form content chopped up and it serves all of that but um, you know that it's that's okay that's for me because our primary focus is there but we have presence everywhere else so candace thank you so much is there anything you would like to wrap up with as far as um you know the topics we covered today any last words of wisdom wisdom you could uh, share with the group as far as uh, being better on video or with video i would just say that y'all are leaving today with some homework answering those three questions who you, who you are who you serve and how you serve them i think that's going to be really important that's the basis of your personal brand that's really going to help guide you so you can stop asking yourself what you're supposed to post and start creating content that speaks to your audience um and i'll just also remind you that when you get on video calm your nerves by talking like you're talking to a friend if you can share the information just like you would with your best friend i literally used to imagine my best friend corey in my mind and i'd be like how would i deliver this information to corey and i sounded way more like myself than when i wasn't doing that so try that let me know how it goes um i'd ha i'd be happy to chat with you thank you so much levi for having me justin matt it was great to see you and be on with you today too thank you Yes, thank you again, Candice, for joining us. Uh, guys, thank you for sharing the room. And uh, follow Candice, not only on Clubhouse, but also Instagram. Definitely, And follow everyone. Actually, follow Justin, Matt, uh, Dania, Mike as well. And, I mean, every everybody in this room, just follow each other. But, uh, no, hey, thank you so much for coming today. Again, we will see you uh, next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And again, guys, thanks for all your help. Thanks for the contributions. And let us know if we can help you out in any other way. And until next time, well, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching all for free, schedule a call at fivestarstrategycall.com.